It's time for the Steelman and Thune at Noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Here we are as we are every Thursday at a great place with an incredible reputation, the one and only Cavens Group, and they are the best in the business. Disaster a disaster response, water, mold, fire, storm damage, crime scene cleanup, they do it all. Gary Cavens and the crew out here are considered the very best. I mean, if there was a playoff for a disaster response, organizations, uh, Cavens will be the one seed every year because they are considered to be and our the best every year what they do. And they also give back a bunch of money to the community. And uh, Gary's story is pretty amazing what he's built here uh, with Cavens Group, and he will join us a little bit later on in the program. We are inching closer towards Oklahoma, Texas, Saturday, 11 a.m. on ABC. Can't wait to see how it unfolds. Uh, because Texas, clearly a favorite, six and a half points. Uh, the Longhorns, I think, really on the basis of their win in Tuscaloosa. And you can talk about Jalen Milrow wasn't very good, and this isn't classic Alabama. But it's still a win on the road at Bryant-Denny Stadium, and that's something to hang your hat on. So I don't know if Texas is back. I think they're on the road to being a lot better. I think this is a pretty good football team. I do think they should be favored in this matchup with Oklahoma, but – Josh Helmer, that doesn't mean that the Sooners can't go down to the Cotton Bowl and find a way to win coming up on Saturday. No, Oklahoma can go win the game. Absolutely they can. If this defense is improved the way that we think it's improved, Dylan Gabriel, what he's done so far this season, again, I think he's clearly playing the, uh, certainly as compared to last year, the best football he's played at Oklahoma so far, he's got to go prove it against somebody like Texas, but I think he's playing the best football of his career. If both of those two things are true, absolutely you can go win this game. No doubt. And uh, as Plank was saying very eloquently towards the end of his show uh, with Parker today, by the way, because Josh is in for Parker. Parker is headed to San Antonio to go get a look at the Sooners' new uh, 2026 running back commitment, uh, Jonathan Hatton from San Antonio. So that's why we've got Josh in with us today. And uh, happy to have Josh in and Parker to travel safely to go see uh, Jonathan Haddon tonight. But, you know, this is a game where you kind of think you have an idea of how it might play out. And it seems like more often than not that the Oklahoma-Texas game throws some things at you where you're like, man, I didn't expect that. And uh, that's where, again, I think the Sooners, uh, you know, there's so many momentum changes in this game. I mean, all you have to do is look back to the Caleb Williams game where it looked like, man, Oklahoma was going to get blown out of the Cotton Bowl, and then Caleb comes in, and a uh, historic comeback. It was unbelievable. Uh, this might be the game. I mean, I don't expect it, but so many times things happen that you do not expect in this game. Maybe this is the game where Oklahoma goes out and rushes for 240 yards somehow. I mean, that would really surprise me, but so many times, Josh, it feels like uh, something that you absolutely did not expect happens in this football game. Do you have anything that might be uh, on your list 
Well, that would be one of them, right, is Oklahoma's just the, the clear better team running the football in this game. Now, defensively, we feel pretty good, right, that Oklahoma can, can plug up some running lanes and make life difficult for that Texas offense for Jonathan Brooks and company. And yet, uh, I, I don't know that we are going into this thing feeling like anybody for OU is going to rumble for 200 yards or just collectively that Oklahoma is going to do that. But it's OU Texas, right? I mean, if there's a week to get it figured out, it would be right here right now. That's right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, but if you listen to a lot of the national people and some people who are usually fairly kind to Oklahoma, look, it's their job to be objective. It's not their job to drink the uh, Crimson Kool-Aid. But I, I have heard a lot of, I don't know if I want to go negativity, but there are not a lot of people giving the Sooners a really good shot at winning this football game. I haven't heard anybody yet. Joel Klatt, we, we like Joel Klatt. I think he's really good at what he does. But listen to this soundbite right here. It's a little bit long. It's, it's about a minute, 45 seconds. But it sounds like, uh, you know, maybe Oklahoma shouldn't show up in Dallas Saturday. Joel Klatt clearly is leaning towards Texas on Saturday. Oklahoma statistically has rolled out there and been really good. But guess what? If I'm an OU fan, I'm really nervous, in particular to face this Texas team. Now, I've gotten to see Oklahoma this year, and there are some things that I really like about OU. And there are also some things that I'm like, you know what? That's a low ceiling element on that team. Here's some things that I really like. Those receivers on the outside are an elite core of wide receivers. Nick Anderson now being healthy, he's fantastic. Andrell Anthony, I've seen him since he was a freshman at Michigan. I love what he presents on the outside. He is he is an, he is a fantastic player. Um, Jalil Farouk, their size and speed and playmaking ability outside is really really good. It's elite. Part of the low ceiling is is that that's not Dylan Gabriel's strength. Dylan Gabriel holds them back a little bit, and this is it's going to sound like a knock. It's not like it. His strengths are just not suited for exactly the way Oklahoma is built on the offensive side. And then the other part of this is like, I, I don't know what they are up front on the offensive line, which is a dangerous place to be against a Texas team that owned Alabama at the line of scrimmage, in particular late in that game with a couple of sacks in the fourth quarter. They better buckle up because Texas is physical. They're balanced. That's why I'm nervous for OU. The stats have been really good for OU defensively. They have not played an offense nearly as balanced or as explosive or as tough at the line of scrimmage as what they will face against Texas. This is a team that beat Oklahoma 49-0 last year, handed it to them. I understand Dylan Gabriel wasn't on the field, but he doesn't make up 49 points. And the version of Texas you're about to see is better than what you saw last year. So I would be nervous if I was a Sooner fan. There you go. Joe Klatt on the matchup in Dallas coming up on a Saturday. And, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit extreme. What do you think? I mean, a lot of what he's saying, I I, I, I see some merit in what he's saying. But it just said it's more of that general feeling out there. Plank was talking about, you know, what Pete Thamel was saying. Oklahoma's linebackers haven't played well. And, you know, uh, some of the other comments you've seen out there, you know, they haven't tackled well. I'm like, really? Have, have you watched any Oklahoma football? Now, you know, they JT Sanders to Tavion Sanders, according to Sark, and his Thursday meeting with the media apparently is good to go. Now, does that mean he's 100%? doesn't mean he's 100%, but he's good to go. The big tight end, very talented for Texas, uh, is going to play on Saturday. 
Uh, Ryan Watts, the Nickelback, we'll see, said he's, you know, kind of day-to-day at this point. Uh, and, and look, uh, Jatavion Sanders against some linebackers, he's going to get open and make some plays. But I don't know. It's just more of that feeling. I think a lot of what we're hearing right now, and I do think Texas is pretty good. I do think they're clearly college football playoff contender right now. We haven't. We don't know if the Sooners are there yet. We're going to find out Saturday. If they win this football game, as Blank was saying, it's a brand-new world on Monday for Oklahoma. You're in a different stratosphere when it comes to the hearing uh, in college football. You're on Tier 1 all of a sudden, up there with Michigan, Georgia, uh, you know, and, and some of the great uh, – I'm not sure we have a great college football team this year, but you're up there if you win this game on Saturday. But I think that Texas right now is living off the reputation of a win in Tuscaloosa, which, again, got to give them credit. Sooner fans, if, if you won there and you beat Jalen Milrow and that team, you're, you're touting that victory, right? And for the Sooners, it's a lot about last year, what we saw in the Cotton Bowl, what we saw, man, Oklahoma 6-7, and seven, that sticks out like a, a sore thumb. You remember that. So Texas, I believe, is living off the, uh, the rep of beating Bama, and I think the Sooners are being judged still to an extent by last year's 6-7 and seven season. What do you think, Josh? It's earned respect, and it is what it is. Oklahoma was handled in this game. As Joel Klatt said, we understand the situation was Dylan Gabriel wasn't a part of it, but Texas goes out and beats Alabama. It's kind of, to me, Similar, not not entirely apples to apples here, but it's similar to Oklahoma in 17 going and winning at Ohio State. It's a massive road win. It doesn't matter who Ohio State winds up being necessarily that season or Alabama, who they finish as this season. Based on what those programs have been, you go win on the road there, automatically you get that respect. And for Oklahoma, if they can turn around and validate what we've seen this offense do so far, what we've seen this defense do so far, and go beat Texas – Absolutely. You you shoot up the rankings. If you're not top five, you're right there knocking on the door of it. And for Brent Venables, Mike, it's the win for him that I, I don't think uh, myself or yourself or really anybody in the Oklahoma camp is too panicky about anything with Brent Venables in this regime right now. The recruiting, what's happening there, everybody I think is very, very optimistic. And the way this season has started, regardless of what happens on Saturday, you're pretty positive about where this thing is going under Brent Venables and this staff going forward right now. But you went on Saturday, you turn that into overdrive in, in here locally and nationally. Everybody says, oh, okay, Oklahoma's there. They're, they're there right now where they're contending for a college football playoff berth. Yeah, I'm with you and uh, can't wait to see how it unfolds on Saturday. Like I said, the Sooners win this game. It is going to be a very interesting show on Monday. Uh, let's say Oklahoma goes and they lose 34 you know, 24 to Texas. I don't think that should be the end of the world. Clearly, as an Oklahoma fan, a Texas loss is always a bitter pill to swallow. But guess what? Oklahoma can still be a lot better. They can still be improved. They can still be on the right track. And they could still go get Texas in a Big 12 championship game. But if Sooner fans, you know, they get this win and Oklahoma really shows up and makes a statement, I'm not talking about like a 63-14 statement in 2000, but they go out there and win, just win this game and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, 
Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people nationally will give the stamp of approval again to Brent in this program uh, with a win of the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. All right, by the way, hour number one is always presented by our friend Tim Lasher and his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, just like the people here at Cavens Group. They do incredible work, and they give a lot back to the community. So thank you again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Tim's a great guy. got a great company, 405-579-3113. And, by the way, happy birthday to the one and only Barry Switzer, 86 for Coach Switzer today. Um, my dad, rest in peace, lost him three years ago, and he would talk and talk and talk and rave about Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma teams. And he grew up watching Bud Wilkinson-era Oklahoma football. For me as a kid, I grew up Barry Switzer, 70s and 80s football at Oklahoma. So for my dad, Bud Wilkinson was the man. You know, when you think of Oklahoma football, if you're my dad, you think about Bud Wilkinson first and foremost at the top of the mountain. For me, it is always about Barry Switzer. And uh, Coach Switzer still going strong at 86. Happy birthday to the one and only Barry Switzer. All right, break time right here at Cavens Group. Gary will join us a little bit later. We also have a couple of guests today joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. And uh, first one up, 1235, our friend Sean Clinch covering the Longhorns. We'll get his take on OU Texas, of course. And then Cade McFarland will join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline coming up today at 135. All right, break time right here. Mike Steely with Josh Helmer today. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Back here at Cavens Group. We will be talking uh, to Gary a little bit later on at Cavens Group, best reputation in the business of what they do, disaster response. They do it better than anybody else. They are the very best. Water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene cleanup. Cavens Group is the place to call. Great reputation. They give back to the community. 13 years in business now in the Oklahoma City metro area, 405 573-3048, and in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Toll-free line now available to you as well, because they also service Kansas, North Texas, and Arkansas, 800-594-4437. On all the social media at Cavins, C-A-V-I-N-S, Cavins Group, and their website, CavinsGroup.com. Oklahoma, Texas Week doesn't get any better On the Rich Eisen Show, yesterday, Baker Mayfield was on the program, and uh, Rich Eisen, of course, had to ask Baker about OU Texas. So Oklahoma is going to be doing what this weekend? What do you got for me? It's a a good matchup. I I, I like our chances. Um, I like where we're at defense-wise. I mean, Venables last year didn't have – you know, the roster wise, you know, coming in, lost a lot of guys, the transfer portal. I mean, that that whole world is crazy. Won't even get into that. But uh, offense is rolling. I think we can score on anybody. But this is a tough matchup for us. Texas has the old lineman and D lineman that they've been missing for a long time. So it's going to be back to that physical matchup. This rivalry should all it should be about, you know, the words Texas is back. You hear it all the time, right? You hear it year <laughs> after year. But this time, Baker, I'm hearing it more than ever. Look at you laughing. Look at you laughing. <laughs> But this is it, right? I mean, of all the times for Oklahoma to to win, this is when everybody really feels Texas is back right now. 
you know? Well, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll feel that. But to be honest with you, yes. um, it's, it's fantastic that uh, I'll have more Big 12 championships than they ever did. I love it. And you said again, you woke up relaxed. Get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> Come on. With a clear mind, clear fighting mind today. There you go. Baker, take a little jab at uh, the Longhorns there. I like it. That is classic Baker Mayfield. Gary's here, and he's looking sharp in a new Cabin shirt. Very impressive, making a fashion statement. This man, you talk about a great story. Uh, he'll have to tour, tell us the story of how Cavens got underway, and now he's built the uh, best disaster response uh, organization, certainly in this part of the country, no doubt about it. He'll join at 1 o'clock. Does that work? Does one work? You want to do uh, – you want to do – you want to jump on now for a few minutes? Here's Gary. Gary's a busy man. We had uh, there was probably some water intrusion that happened in the uh, Norman area uh, last night. We got some pretty steady rain for a while. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing, Steely? You guys are busy, I'm sure. Uh, we've got we got some rain again last night. Did you feel like uh, you would have some uh, you know some jobs you know last night and into today? Because I'm sure you did. We sure did. We sure did. But that rain started. Uh... I was up at the fairgrounds, and I came back, and my, my wife, Jessica, she was driving back, and she said, she called me and said, uh, the, the rain's going sideways, Gary, and there's a little bit of hell coming, too. I bet you're going to better get ready. And as soon as I got off the phone with her, the phone rang, and we were going to work for sure. So we had a, a, a good-sized water loss, a couple of small ones and a good-sized water loss that, that was caused by that rain, water intrusion last night. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about how Cabins uh, started because I have somebody who uh, I know and said, "Man, Cabins, I hear they are great. It must be it must be great to have that much money to give back to the community." And I said, "This, you know, it's not like Gary inherited this. It's no. basically no. you were kind of in the lawn care business, weren't you, for a while? And uh, I think you were we working as an electrician, and you decided." You were going to get into this business, and now you built like this dynasty. Yes, I. Um, so uh, basically, Caven started out with a, a, a small tax return. Went to Home Depot, bought a lawnmower, edger, and a weed eater, and I lifted the lawnmower out of the bed of my pick, my little six-speed pickup, um, and mowed lawns. And uh, my wife Jessica was a teacher at the time, and we lived off of her teacher salary. And every penny that, that we made in the company, we put back in the company. Um, to buy equipment and advertise and uh, uh, keep it going. And uh, then we went into handyman service. We, we mowed for about two years. The second year we worked in handyman service for realtors and stuff like that. And then we got into residential remodeling. Um, and then we got into commercial remodeling. And then we got into commercial building where we build schools, police stations, and stuff like that. And then we... Uh, uh, got into environmental and commercial maintenance, uh, and we also had a concrete company, Division Two, that we ran three concrete crews. Um, and then uh, when COVID hit, I said, uh, I looked at uh, Jessica Cavins and I said, hey, I want to do environmental. It's something I really feel passionate about. I really enjoy doing. I love learning this stuff. Uh, I love doing this stuff. It's just, uh, it's just something that I'm really interested in. And uh, she said, let's do it. So we. Uh, 
the you know the last three years, three and a half years, we've worked towards just going full environmental and commercial maintenance, um, and it's been the best decision that we ever made. Uh, I've had to do a lot of uh, continuing education development. I had to go back to school, basically, and I had to spend a lot of time. Um, training and developing and getting these certifications and uh, understanding all the processes, all the legalities and everything that's involved in doing the emergency response environmental stuff because there's a lot, a lot. And, um, you know, and but I, I wouldn't have it any other way at this point. But no, when we started out, we didn't have any money. Uh, absolutely none. We, you know, back then, uh, I think teachers were making uh, 32000 a year salary. And, um, you know, we just scraped by. Um, and, and I think that's a big reason why it's so important for us to, for two, two things. One, use somebody local. Because you're, if you're using somebody local, you're using somebody that's, you know, that you're supporting your community. You're mm -hmm. bringing people right. up in your community, in your state. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we understand the need for people that do need help out there. They, you know, there's t people that have rough times and just need a little bit of help, and you give them a little bit of help, and they can do amazing things if you just give them a little help. And, you know, and that's what the United Way is there for, uh, Norman Public Schools Foundation, helping out teachers, um, you know, and, and just, you know, just there's so many big brothers and big sisters. There's just so many great charities out there. And, and uh, me and Jessica, we just want to be – we want to give back and help the next person in line that, you know, that, you know, that, that just needs a little bit of help and they can do amazing things. And there's so many people out there that just need that. And we get that. We understand that. And we just want to be a part of that. You know, when we did the Norman High, sponsored the Norman High, Norman North game at Owen Field, that was huge. You know, those, those kids will remember that the rest of their lives playing there. And, you know, it's great to be able to, give some money to help make that happen so that they can have something they remember the rest of their lives. And that's what me and Jessica are about. You know, we love what we do. We love Caven's uh, group, Disaster Response, um, but we love our community. And we love to help make people rise up and, and, you know, help them get to the next level. And we also like to just help create memories, uh, you know, too. And um, if we can financially do that, we're going to do that. It's like I tell people all the time, I can't always do it, but when I can step up and do it, I want to do it. And it's you, the community, it's you, the listeners, it's, it's everybody out there that allows, that comes and hires a local environmental restoration remediation, wire, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene company like Cavens Group instead of somebody that's owned out of Kansas City or somebody that's owned out of Dallas, the national brands, you know, that's when you make that call and you make that decision, know that we're not just putting that money in our pocket. Um, we don't live in a million-dollar house. We don't. We still live in the same house, um, you know, for, for a long, long time. And we just, we just want to um, give the best service possible for our environmental division and give back to the community and support. Yeah. Well, and the great thing about it, I think because you guys built this from the ground up and worked your butts off to get where you are, that you appreciate what you have and you're giving back. And I always feel like when I'm coming here, 
that I'm coming over to like a relative's house or something because there's a family environment here. You got dogs walking around. Duke's not here today. I'm disappointed about that, but he'll be back. But you guys, there's no BS to this, folks. This is what they're all about here at Cavens Group. Appreciate you, Gary. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you. Gary Cavins joining us, and, yeah, the story is pretty incredible uh, how they have grown this business. They've got a fleet of vehicles, the best crew in the state, many of them. They're always getting the latest equipment. It, always, it wasn't like that. you got to build it on relationships and hard work, and that's what they've done here at Cavins Group. All right, break time. Let's come back. We've got Sean Clinch, Longhorn Insider, coming on to talk OU Texas with us next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Back here at Cavens Group, it is an OU Texas football Thursday, OEC Fiber Football Friday tomorrow out at Riverwind. Our OU Texas Week coverage presented by Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. We appreciate very much uh, Boyd Street Ventures and their sponsorship of OU Texas Week here on The Ref. Mike Steely, along with Josh Helmer. Parker is on his way to San Antonio to scout 2026 running back commit for the Sooners. Jonathan Hatton in action tonight. So I got the uh, the very capable, extremely talented Josh Helmer with me. By the way, I, I failed to mention the Baker Mayfield clip from the Rich Eisen Show was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central, thank you guys for being with us for so long. Great clinics in Norman and Midwest City. Also now, Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard in the Tri-City area. These full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. On the Riverwind Casino hotline, uh, our friend Sean Clinch, he's been on both sides of the Red River covering uh, the OU Texas game for a lot of years now. He's not as old as me, but he's getting up there. And, uh, Sean, I know you're on the uh, the other side now down there in Austin. Seems like the Texas fans are feeling pretty confident about this uh, matchup Saturday. What are you hearing down there? I feel the cup is runneth over with confidence. But I have to say, those two long-winded words, we're back, that's not, they're not back. They're not back yet. It, it, they need a little bit more longer body of work before Texas can say they're back. But I will say this. They, uh, this will be the best Texas team that I think you will, all of you will see, have seen since at least 08-09. Well... Outside of just, you know, obvious, hey, Quinn Ewers is playing better. Why? Why is Texas better than we've seen since 08-09? I think you guys know. I mean, look, when you look back at those teams, great teams, that Bob Stoops and even, even Lincoln's first, you know, he had great offensive line play. But the difference here is both lines, offensive line and defensive line, massive humans who can move and are athletic laterally. They can move. They're very physical, and that has not been something Texas has had. And, it's, and when you include the depth of the D-line, that's what has blown my mind. I've been real hesitant to truly buy in. Not, not buy in as far as they're good, but you want consistency. But that's what they've shown. It, it, like you, you look back at the Alabama game. They pushed around Alabama's interior. That has not been done in a long time, especially when you go to Tuscaloosa, 
Um, it, it's just the interior line play. And I think you've got three playmaking receivers to help Quinn out. And we, everybody thought, everybody in the country said, well, you know, Bijan's gone, Roshan's gone. How are they going to replace that? You don't replace those guys, but they have the running backs they have right now. Um, I, I don't want to pull the trigger too quickly, but they are producing. And I thought uh, Venable's reaction at his press conference this week, showing how genuine he is, he was handed the stats from uh, Mike Houck, and <laughs> he was talking about the all-star numbers. But again, overall body of work, I want to see Texas how they play in this environment and then an entire 12-game season before I or anyone can say that they're truly back. Sean Clinch with us, uh, talking about the uh, obviously the matchup down in Dallas on Saturday. You know, it always felt like, Sean, you were at Fox 25 when uh, the, the, yeah. the mindset was uh, in every OU Texas game, and it didn't always turn out this way. For the most part, though, it always did, that the Sooners were the tougher team. They had the middle edge. They were more physical. Texas was soft. Uh I, has that flipped for Texas? Do you feel like Sark maybe is starting to establish a little tougher culture there? I think it is. I think it's changed. It's long overdue. Um, that softness that Texas had for so long, really, you know, you know how an organization is structured. It all comes from the top. I'm, I'm talking about when you want to specifically talk about a university, it comes from the president, board of regents, athletic director, whatnot, the, the, the arrogance that permeated. I'm not saying everyone was arrogant at Texas. It's just that that weird Texas mentality. Well, that weird Texas mentality doesn't win you games. It really doesn't. And there was such so much change over the last 10 years from presidents to ADs to head coaches. Zero consistency, zero continuity. So all that was a recipe was for mediocrity and losing seasons. And to get that title of softness. Now, you look at the overall series in this, and I hate when people reference that, and I'm, and I'm doing it. I think it's 63-50 in five ties with Texas on top. Fast forward to this century. It's OU leading this series 16-7. to Seriously, think about that for a second. I, would you call that dominance? I would say it weighs heavily one-sided. Oklahoma has dominated in the 21st century. The holdup with Oklahoma, is it, uh, is it Brent Venables? Is it last season? Is it the schedule from this year? Why, and obviously in conjunction with what Texas accomplished going and winning at Alabama, you get respect there, but why the holdup with Oklahoma? What type of chance do the Sooners uh, stand in this Red River game? Well, I, I, think, you, I think all three of us, here in this conversation, knows that in this game, and I'm trying to avoid cliches, it's too easy, but really anyone can win this game because there's more emotions, more distractions, and it is truly a home and away game for both teams. Anything can happen. There's so many momentum swings, and that's why anyone listening to this interview or just this segment of your show if you've never been to this game and you're not a sports fan and you just happen to be listening you've got to go you've got to understand what this is like i mean i get i literally the adrenaline is flowing right now just because i love the game so much and that is why oklahoma has a chance oklahoma is also much better 
than they were last year, especially defensively. And 49 to nothing would not have happened if Dylan Gabriel played last year. Let's be honest with each other. I'm not saying Texas would have lost. But there's no way in hell that it would have been 49 nothing had Dylan Gabriel not been hurt. Yeah, that's uh... – Clinch, you, like I said, you've been on both sides of this covering OU and Texas, and uh, that was a, a day that Sooner fans would like to. You know, they need to find a, a company that can erase just certain memories in your brain, and I think every <laughs> Sooner fan would pay at least a 1000 even a 1000 bucks or more to go erase that memory because that was, that was a long day. Uh, the Sooners in their backup quarterback situation, if something happened to DG on Saturday, they'd be in a better spot with Jackson Arnold. It wouldn't be an easy spot because, you know, you're thrown right into the fire, but there's no doubt that Jackson Arnold much better equipped than what they had a year ago when they had to resort, you know, to running the Wildcat uh, with Braden Willis. So what's your, uh, like I said, you've covered this game for many years. What's your, give me like one or two moments that really stand out to you from your time covering OU Texas. Well, so from the professional side, we'll, we'll stay to that. We'll stay to that. And I'm being very unbiased here. I'm just going to, from an objective point of view, I, I, I think the Jordan Shipley uh, kickoff return in 08, when OU was about to really pull away in that game, Jordan Shipley with that long kickoff return in 08, that great year that Texas and OU were both in the top five throughout the season. Um, that's one because you felt – you felt the momentum. You literally felt it and on the field, in the stands. It was unreal. And then as far as in Oklahoma, um, you're going to have to help me with the name. It was What was the name of the fullback who took the swing pass, I think in 2010, 2011, and he ran over five Longhorns on his way to the end zone? It was Trey Millard, right? That's Trey Millard. I. Now, that is why Texas got the reputation or perception that they were soft, because of plays like that. There you go. Do you miss Tom Herman, Clincher, before we let you go? You and Tom were kind of tight, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get you in trouble before you exit here. No, I think he's a great coach. He really is just a great coach. He just liked maturity for that job at that time frame of his life. And my buddy, Rhett Turnbow, he would agree, too, even though he is a devoted Oklahoma fan. I had to give him a shout-out, but Tom Herman, he was going to be a good head coach back at that level of college football someday. It was just bad timing. He just wasn't mature enough for that job at that time. And a lot of things were going on at UT at that time that he couldn't navigate. And that's – but he is a good – he is well-respected from a uh, – coaches minds are you know as far as intelligence yeah i mean he reminded us about mensa quite a bit so yes we know (laughs) we we know tom herman is a mensa member yes clincher it's great talking to you enjoy the weekend and uh we'll catch up down the road thank you i hope wax cup beers to you both there you go Sean Clinch, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, and uh, really a well-liked guy when he was here in Oklahoma City at Fox. Just a super good guy. I'm sure there's going to be, uh, you know, a few texts. Get this Longhorn off the air, or whatever. He uh, he graduated from SFA, Stephen F. Austin, so he's not a Longhorn. Right? In the good guy power rankings of the yep. media, Clinch 
right toward the tippity top, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt, Josh. I mean, he was he's right up there in Eric Bailey territory, I think, uh, you know, in terms of guys who he's just a good dude, really good dude. All right, we're going to take a break here at Cavens Group. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again to Boyd Street Ventures under the radar above the crowd. That is our sponsor for OU Texas Week. Thanks again to Boyd Street Ventures. And we are coming right back. We'll hit some texts up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we get back here on the home of Sooner fans. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. We are back, Riverwind Casino. We appreciate Riverwind very much. One of the great sponsors of uh, the ref, my stream, just about everybody. Riverwind supports, uh, just like Haven, so many organizations in the community that give back so much money. We appreciate their support. And uh, the Riverwind Casino hotline always appreciate them for that. Nearly 3,000 electronic games now with the uh, – New gaming floor. They've got a Skyloft gaming area. They have an Oasis gaming area that's smoke-free. They've always have had the best promotions and the best amount of games. Also, the, all the great table games that you know and love. They're all there at Riverwind. Great poker room, off-track betting, great promotions like the uh, new member seven, where if you get a wild card, you can earn up to $450 in one day. And another great show coming up at the Showplace Theater. It's so cool to have the Showplace Theater back. We opened up with Earth, Wind, and Fire back in late June. We've had Collective Soul and Josh Turner, the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, Ario Speedwagon, Chicago, Joe Nichols, and Tyler Farr. We have Foreigner on their greatest hits tour coming up this Friday night at the one and only Riverwind Casino. You can get tickets for all these great shows. Don't forget about the uh, Beats and Bites fall show also with the Gin Blossoms and Tonic happening outdoors October 22nd. That'll be a heck of a show. Uh, you can get tickets for all these events at riverwind.com or just go by the casino box office. Thank you so much to our friends, Justin Yehola, and everybody, the great people at Riverwind Casino. All right. Uh, are you saying we have a phone call? We Is do. that what you're saying? Mr. Sports? Really? Mr. S- the le- Mr. I haven't seen Mr. Sports in a long time. I've heard him on the air. I don't know if he's part of uh, the old Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch group still, but Mr. Sports, what's happening? Steel man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm fine as a daisy. Good deal. Well, hey, reunited, and it feels so good. How are you? I'm just doing great. Hey, I told Josh I won't go. I, said, I believe the Rudy's with a sack full of sandwiches to feed these guys. And, uh, uh, I was listening, and I was like, I guess my clock stopped or something because Elmer was on there with you. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Parker. Parker's on the road. He's going to San Antonio to see the kid who committed to OU, Jonathan Hatton, the four-star running back, uh, because, you know, quite frankly, it kind of came out of nowhere for – for uh, guys like Parker, so he's going to go down there and get some video and talk to the kid and all that stuff. So, Josh is great, and uh, but we're happy to have Josh too. You got a champ sitting across the glass, so you're you're in good hands for sure. I want to tell you something, Stephen. This game this weekend, it's been kind of feeling all day now that it's one of those OU Texas games that I think something late is going to happen. It's going to decide this game. You know, we've been around, me and you, I've been around a little longer than you, but we, we've been around a lot of you football over the years, and you get those feelings of this 
game just may be one of those, you know, a late block kick or something that's going to decide this game. I put it at 28-24 Sooners. What do you think about that? There you go. Well, I, you know, I'd love to see that. I would love to see it. We're going to find out so much more about this Oklahoma football team and, and this Texas team. Now, Texas, obviously, you've got to give the Horns credit, uh, you know, for going to Tuscaloosa. I, I don't care if you play just anybody in that Alabama uniform. That's a, that's a nice win. And certainly it's not a great Alabama team, but that's still a nice win. But, you know, I, sometimes in a game like this, you know, you find out your team can go to another level. And Sooner fans, they like what they've seen. They're clearly improved, even if they don't win this weekend. And, and, you know, even if Texas, I I don't see a Texas blowout happening, but Oklahoma is still a better football team that's on the right track. And they're definitely building their program the way it needs to be built for the SEC long term. But, you know, maybe, maybe this is one of those moments where, you know, we finally look like, okay, guess what? Oklahoma is for real. Oklahoma is for real, and that could happen this weekend. We'll see. I, I can't wait. Can't wait for this game every year. Mr. Sports, it's great hearing from you. Yeah, see you, buddy. Mr. Sports, how you doing, everybody? The one and only Mr. Sports. He's been listening for a long, 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 long time. This game really is that, though, isn't it? It's is uh, speaking of the the three words we hate. Texas is back. Oklahoma is back. I, you know, I mean, do you flip that a little bit in this game? Not that Oklahoma's been down and out anywhere close to what the Longhorns have done, but look, last year was it was the first losing season in a quarter century for Oklahoma. So this is the moment where you stamp stamp it down. Oklahoma, we've gone nowhere. We're back, baby, to contending for championships if you go beat Texas. Yeah, I, you know, I, you're definitely, you're right there. You're in the college football playoff uh, consideration. There's no doubt the Sooners are kind of on that tier just below. You know, when you look at Michigan and Texas and people are Ohio State with the road win at Notre Dame, all the teams that you think are, are right there and can get to the playoff, Oklahoma's just on that next level down but they can jump right back on that level with a win this weekend. Uh, you know, I, I just think, again, this could be a career-defining game for Dylan Gabriel as well. And, uh, you know, last year, that was painful, man. That it doesn't get any more painful than what we saw in the Cotton Bowl a year ago. And erasing, you're never going to erase that memory because, you know, in this day and age, you know, particularly with social media, Texas fans are going to remind you about it all the time. But there were some bigger margins that Oklahoma put on Texas. 65-13 to 13 was bigger, right? And the Sooners had a stretch where they were absolutely crushing Texas under Bob Stoops. But can't wait to see how it plays out Saturday in Dallas. It's going to be fun. All right. Thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our opening hour. Another hour to go. Cade McFarland joining us at 135. A ton of your texts coming up next hour as well. Keep it here on The Ref.